Where does a person get sabr from? Where does a person get hope from? Where does a person get the courage to spend on others from? From where? From salah. Because you see, the opposite of manure is what? To spend on others. And in order to spend on others, to share with others, you have to have a level of courage, a level of reliance, a level of hope. What's the opposite of jazur, sabr? Again, hope. That okay, I lost this, I haven't lost everything, my Lord is still there. Yes, I no longer have this one thing, but I still have so many, and Allah can give me something better in its place. So, the thing is that in life, no matter what we have, it's not permanent. Every possession of ours is temporary, isn't it? Yesterday I gave you the homework that go home and look at your things and remind yourself that this is going to break. This is going to turn to powder. It's going to finish. So things are meant to break, isn't it? In this world. So things that are meant to break, when they break, if we become impatient over there, and if we feel like our world is over, our life is over, then this is a very miserable life. If you get upset that your glass broke, that your favorite cup broke, well, you better learn to grow up because cups will break. Isn't it? They will break. And if you're crying and you're upset about the fact that something that you had has been lost, you know, you better grow up because these losses will happen in life. You will experience loss in life. So where do you get hope and courage and patience from? From salah. Those who pray salah, they are not halur, they are not jazur, they are not manur. We can be selfish for like material things for sure, but we can also be selfish with our time and things. So like, especially as a student, it's like, oh, should I like eat dinner with the family and then have that entire one hour routine where we like set the table, talk, this, that, and then we... You and know, I might have to tidy after. up. Right? Exactly. Or should I just quickly eat by myself and then get back to homework or something? But we have to remember that even with that, like Allah is going to help us with that if we remember Because your family that. has a right upon yeah. you. Cut down on your sleep maybe. Cut down on the time that you spend on Facebook and just, you know, talking to your friends and make sure that you are spending time with your family. So, إِلَّا musallin. The way of musallin is that when they receive good, they are grateful. When they receive good, they share. And when they receive some evil, they are patient and they expect reward from Allah. And they are hopeful. إِلَّا musallin. Because salah, what does it develop in a person? Calmness. Hasn't it? One of the main pillars of salah is tamatnina. What is tamatnina? That in every position that you go into, you become still. You come to a complete stop before you continue. So what happens is that even when people are driving, and there's a stop sign, and you're supposed to stop completely, what do the majority of the people do? Oh no, no, I, I don't have time to stop for that one second. I don't. It's going to be a rolling stop so that I can continue because I'm in a rush. We're always in a rush, 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 rush. Right? And there's no police officer here, there's no cameras here, so who cares? 
So we're always rushing, rushing. Salah makes you stop. Tama'nina. It develops calmness in you. You have to stop your work and get to prayer. And as you're praying, you can't look around. You can't text message. You can't, you know, move the, stir the spatula in your pot. You can't do that. Right? When you're praying, you're only praying. So it forces you to develop focus. إِلَّا الْمُصَلِّينَ So the cure to all of these blameworthy characteristics is what? Is what? Salah. So if you feel like you get really annoyed on losing something, you get really hurt, you can't get over loss, or you get really impatient when things are not your way, or you feel like you don't have the courage to spend, you don't have the courage to share, then you need to fix your salah. The fard, and with the fard now, focus on the voluntary prayers also. The sunnah and the voluntary prayers. Because salah will develop calmness in you. It will develop hope in you. Allah says, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ تَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ Salah stops a person from indecency and wrongdoing. Munkar, that which is known to be wrong. So impatience is known to be wrong. Hoarding is known to be wrong. There's no doubt about it. إِلَّا الْمُصَلِّينَ But which musallin? There are many people who pray, but still they are impatient. So the moment they say salam, they start yelling. أَلَّذِينَ هُمْ أَلَّذِينَ Those people whom they عَلَى صَلَاتِهِمْ دَائِمُونَ Who are over their prayers دَائِمُونَ Constant. دَائِمُونَ Plural of دَائِم Who is دَائِم? One who is constantly engaged in something. What does this mean? They're always praying? Yeah? أَلَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَى صَلَاتِهِمْ دَائِمُونَ Yes, they're always praying. Because if you pray five times a day, then basically you're always praying. Especially if you are praying the sunnah also. And then if you are like Bilal radiallahu anhu, whenever he lost wudu, he would go and make wudu. And every time he made wudu, he would pray two rak'ah. And because of that, the Prophet ﷺ, he said that there was not a time that I was entered into paradise except that I heard Bilal. I heard Bilal's footsteps. Every time the Prophet ﷺ was made to visit Jannah, he was made to hear the footsteps of Bilal ﷺ. And you see when a person is praying consistently, then really it feels like you're always praying. Just prayed Fajr, and now Duha, and now I have some extra time in the car, so might as well pray, Nafl, and then Zuhur, and Zuhur is not just four, right? There's some before that four, and then some after that four, and then you get home in Asr, these days before you go home, and then before you know it, it's Maghrib, and the next thing is Isha. It's like Da'imun, always. Yes, you can pray Nawafil even when driving. Because the Prophet ﷺ would pray Nafal Salah while riding his camel. Alright? So when riding his camel, he would pray Nafal Salah. What does that mean? Because Nafal Salah, there's a lot of room over there in the sense that you don't always have to look at the place of sajda. If there is a need, you can look straight. You can look to the right and look to the left. Of course, while you're driving, you need to do that. Right? So if you know that there is a particular portion of your drive which is very smooth, please don't do it on the highway. But 
which is very smooth in the sense that it's just a straight road, right? You have to go straight for like five or ten miles or something, or for a long time, then you can pray. Yes. Yeah, of course, when it comes to fard salah, you have to stop your vehicle and pray standing properly, right? However, if you're on a plane, you can't have them land the plane so that you can pray. So things are beyond your control over there. So in that condition, of course, you will pray wherever you are and however you are. So sitting down, if you are able to stand up at least for qiyam, you can do that and then sit for rukur and sujood. But if there isn't any room for that, then you can just sit and pray your salah. But when it comes to nafil, yes, you can pray while sitting in the car, while sitting in the bus, while sitting in the train, while driving even, you can do that. So, الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَى صَلَاتِهِمْ دَائِمُونَ They are constant in their prayers. Meaning they regularly observe their prayers. And even outside of their prayers, they are as if they are praying. When you're praying, you're focused on Allah. So even outside of prayer, they are focused on Allah. This is why they can be patient. You see, in salah, you have to have so much sabr that you can't even look right or left. Isn't it? You have to look at the place of sajda. That's it. You can't look to the right, you can't look to the left. You're not allowed to do that. So outside of salah also, develop so much focus and sabr. الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَى صَلَاتِهِمْ دَائِمُونَ In Surah Al-Mu'minun, Allah says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Believers have succeeded. Who are they? الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خاشعون. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah says, وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ Seek help through patience and prayer. Seek help with regards to what? Your bad akhlaq. Your impatience. Your lack of hope. Whatever you're struggling with, seek Allah's help over that. With what? With patience, with trying hard, and also through prayer. Salah will train you. وَالَّذِينَ And those people who fee in amwalihim their properties, is haqqun, there is a right that is ma'loom, that is well known. Meaning others have a well-known right in their property. There is a portion of their wealth that they don't keep for themselves. It is as if it is somebody else's haq. It is somebody else's right. So they give it to them. What is this referring to? Zakat. But remember this is a makki surah. When zakat was not legislated yet. So this also includes sadaqah. But really, even if we're not to give zakat. So for example, you've given zakat for this year. Or you don't have that much money for a whole year that you are supposed to give zakat. But still, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي أَمْوَالِهِمْ حَقٌّ مَعْلُومٌ Even from the little money that you have, others do have a right upon it. Because no matter how needy you are, there is always someone who is more needy than you. Or at least their need is different than yours. So you care about others and Allah will provide for you. وَالَّذِينَ فِي أَمْوَالِهِمْ حَقٌّ مَعْلُومٌ You see Bilal رضي الله عنه. Who was he? Slave, right? And then when he embraced Islam, and then finally when he was set free, where did he go? He made hijrah, where? To Medina. And the financial condition of the Muslims in Medina was what? Was it great? No, they were suffering from poverty. 
Right? So Bilal anhu, knowing that he had no wealth to start with, and then even if he had made something, he did hijrah. Right? So whatever he had, it's known, it couldn't have been a lot. But you know what the Prophet ﷺ told him? He said, O Bilal, spend. And do not fear poverty from the owner of the throne. Whatever that you have, spend from it. And do not fear poverty from the owner of the throne. Who is your provider? It's the owner of the throne. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't fear poverty from Him. Don't be afraid that He will make you poor. He will leave you poor. He will always provide for you. Expect good from Allah. So, وَالَّذِينَ فِي أَمْوَالِهِمْ حَقٌّ مَعْلُومٌ So much courage that from their wealth is a regular portion that is allotted to who? To others. This is not for me. This is for others. This money that I have, this money that I got this month, this percentage of it is not for me. It is for somebody else. For who? Lissail. For the one who asks. Are there people who ask us for stuff? Yeah. Sometimes it's our family members. Could be our friends. Could be some needy. Could be some charitable organization. Whoever, whatever. Asail. Someone who asks you. So they give from that to who? To the sail. But not just the sail, also wal mahroom. And the one who is deprived. Who is mahroom? Mahroom is someone who is deprived because they didn't ask. Sa'il, he was in need, he asked, he got something. Mahroom, he never asked. So nobody found out about their need. And so they were left deprived. You understand the meaning of mahroom now? And another interpretation is that mahroom, just in general, the one who is deprived. Meaning, deprived of of money or deprived of their uh, their profit or deprived of uh, you know their regular income whatever it was they lost something they lost something so they give to asail wal mahroom Abu Sa'id al-Khudri anhu said that once we were traveling with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and a man came on his camel and as he came he began to take his camel to the right and to the left as if he was looking for someone or looking for something rather. That is there anything that I could pick up? Searching. So the Prophet ﷺ, he recognized this man, that he was a needy man. And so he said that whoever has a spare riding animal should give it to him who has no riding animal. And whoever has surplus equipment, meaning an extra thing that can be used, any equipment, he should give it to the one who has no equipment. And Abu Sa'id who said the Prophet ﷺ kept mentioning one thing after the other, that whoever has an extra of this should give it to the one who doesn't have it. Whoever has an extra of that should give it to the one who doesn't have it. Abu Sa'id who said, we thought that none of us had a right to keep anything that was extra. We did not have a right to keep anything that was extra. What do we do? Extra jacket, just keep it. What if you need it? Yeah, I know it's old-fashioned. I know it doesn't really fit me anymore. And I know that I don't like wearing it, but it's extra. Just keep it. It's extra. Extra is for keeping. Extra shoes. Extra everything. We just keep it, keep it, keep it. Hoard it. Afraid to give. Because what if we become needy? 
If we have extra money left over, what do we do? Okay, save it, save it, save it. Even though there are people who are desperate for any amount of money so that they can feed their family, so that they can feed themselves. لِلسَّائِلِ وَالْمَحْرُومِ We learned that Amr bin Mu'ad Ansari, he said that once a beggar came to our house and he began asking. This is a report in Musnad Ahmad. And he said that this beggar came and he kept asking. And so his grandmother, Amr, his grandmother, she said that, give him some dates to eat. Give the beggar some dates to eat. So Amr, he said that, I told my grandmother, we don't have any. There is no dates at home. So she said, okay, give him this food. She said something else. And again, Amr said, you know, you're amazing grandmother, we don't have it. What am I supposed to give him? So she said that I heard the Prophet ﷺ say that give something to the sa'il. The person who is asking you for something, give them something. Even if it is a burnt hoof of a goat. Burnt hoof of a goat. Why burnt? Because it's roasted first. And then what do you do with it? You cook it, you make stew or some kind of soup with it. So he said that even if you have that, give to the sa'il. Meaning don't return the sa'il empty-handed. So, وَالَّذِينَ فِي أَمْوَالِهِمْ حَقٌّ مَعْلُومٌ لِلسَّائِلِ وَالْمَحْرُومٌ Notice how previously it was mentioned, جَمَعَ فَأَوْعَى He collected his wealth and he hoarded it. The musalleen are who? Those who give to others regularly. وَالَّذِينَ يُصَدِّقُونَ بِيَوْمِ الدِّينِ And those who believe in the day of recompense. They know that whatever they're spending will be returned to them. They believe in the day of recompense. They confirm it. And because of that they're able to spend. They're able to give. They hope for reward. وَالَّذِينَ And those who whom they مِنْ عَذَابِ رَبِّهِمْ From the punishment of their Lord مُشْفِقُونَ They're ever fearful. They're always afraid. This is why they are of the musalleen. This is why they are عَلَى صَلَاتِهِمْ دَائِمُونَ This is why they spend on others. Because they're always afraid of the punishment of their Lord. Even though they're performing good deeds, still they're afraid. In Surah Al-Mu'minun, Ayah 60, Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْتُونَ مَا آتَوْا وَقُلُوبُهُمْ وَجِلَ Those who give whatever they give while their hearts are afraid. So they're afraid of the punishment of their Lord. Why? Because إِنَّ عَذَابَ رَبِّهِمْ Indeed, the punishment of their Lord, it is غَيْرُ مَأْمُونَ غَيْرُ It is not مَأْمُونَ one to feel safe from. Ma'moon from aman. Aman, safety. Ma'moon, one who is safe. One who has been granted safety. Meaning he doesn't fear any more danger. Allah says, the punishment of your Lord is such that you should never feel secure of it. Hell is such that you should never feel secure of it. And in general, the punishment of your Lord is such that you should never feel that you are safe from it. You're always at risk. Because if you count your sins, forget about the good deeds that you are doing because of which you are feeling secure. Look at your sins. 
Look at your shortcomings. Look at where you have been negligent. Don't they justify? Don't they make you deserve the punishment of your Lord? إِنَّ عَذَابَ رَبِّهِمْ غَيْرُ مَأْمُونَ The Prophet ﷺ, what was his way? That whenever wind would blow strongly, he would become nervous. He would become afraid. Why? Because إِنَّ عَذَابَ رَبِّهِمْ غَيْرُ مَأْمُونَ The person who believes in hellfire can never feel at rest. They can never feel secure. They can never become fearless. وَالَّذِينَ And those who, whom they, لِفُرُوجِهِمْ For their private parts, حَافِظُونَ Ones who guard. They guard their private parts. Because they fear their Lord regarding their private matters also. So they guard their private parts from exposing them and from doing anything haram with them. إِلَّا except عَلَىٰ أَزْوَاجِهِمْ from their spouses, أو ما ملكت أيمانهم, or those that their right hands possess, فإنهم غير ملومين, for indeed they are not to be blamed. We have studied the detail of this in Surah Al-Mu'minun. فمن ابتغى وراء ذلك, and whoever seeks beyond that, beyond what? Beyond what Allah has made permissible. And what is it that He has made permissible? That a person must satisfy the desire of their private part with who? With their spouse. So if anyone seeks beyond that, فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْعَادُونَ Then they are the transgressors. Adun, they're crossing the limits that Allah has set for them. وَالَّذِينَ And those who, whom they, لِأَمَانَاتِهِمْ For their trusts. وَعَهْدِهِمْ And their promises. رَعُونَ They're ones who are attentive. Two things are mentioned over here. amanat and ahd. Amana. What is amana? Anything that you have been entrusted with, that has been given to you, in order that you look after it, or in order that you do something with it, in order that you preserve it, in order that you perform it, you execute it. So this is why an amanah, a trust, can be a responsibility, it can be a task, it can be an object. And there are those that are given to us by Allah, such as our time, our life, it's an amanah. Our money, it's an amana. Or those that are given by people. Could be their secrets. Could be any task that they have assigned us. Amanatihim وَعَهْدِهِمْ What is ahd? Ahd, a promise. Could be a promise made with Allah, a promise made with people. They are ra'oon, ones who are attentive. You see how at the beginning which quality was mentioned? Salah. Musalleen those who pray properly, who are constant in their prayers, then these are the qualities they have. And of their qualities is also that they are attentive towards their trusts and their promises. وَالَّذِينَ And those who, whom they, بِشَهَادَاتِهِمْ With their testimonies. قَائِمُونَ Ones who are upright. Shahadat is a plural of shahada. What is shahada? Testimony. That you saw something, you witnessed it, so you have been called in order to testify that you saw it. This is shahada. So those who are, with regards to their testimonies, they're qa'imun. Qa'imun, upright. Who is qa'im? One who is standing, upright. What does that mean? That they do not add to or decrease from their testimony. They testify to the truth that they know. They don't conceal it. They don't change it. 
they don't fabricate it, they don't alter it just to please some people and to receive their favors. No. They're qa'imun, they're upright for the sake of Allah. In Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 135, Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, kunu qawwamina bilqisti shuhada'a lillah. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 283, وَلَا shahada. Do not conceal the testimony. So, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ بِشَهَادَاتِهِمْ قَائِمُونَ Some have said that these testimonies, they also include the shahadatain. أَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ They live by it. They don't change it just to please people. They don't pretend that they haven't said this shahada just to please people. No. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَى صَلَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِظُونَ And those who are over their prayers, يُحَافِظُونَ They guard them. They guard their prayers. Notice how prayer was mentioned at the beginning, and now it's being mentioned again. At the beginning of all of these qualities, the first quality was which one? Salah. And you see, the last one is also which one? Which one? Salah. It's your salah that will fix you. Remember, whatever that you're struggling with, whether it is lying, or it is cheating, or it is any kind of khiyana with Allah or with people, whether it is a problem related to desires, whatever it may be that you're struggling with, what will fix it is your prayer. Start fixing your prayer and everything else will fall in place. You see, our salah, it represents the state of our iman. You want to measure the state of your faith, of your iman. You want to see your relationship with Allah, where it stands at, how it is. Check your salah. Look at your salah. That will tell you. We can say all these things. I love Allah. I love Allah. But if we are going to salah lazily, and if we find salah heavy, and if in salah we are thinking about everything except for salah, then there is a problem. Ula'ika, those fi jannatin, they will be in gardens, mukramun, ones who are honored. They will be honored in the gardens of paradise. You see, mukramun, karam. They will be treated with honor. Why? Because they possess these honorable qualities, these noble qualities. So this sa'ada, this success is why? Why? Because you see in these qualities, ibadah first of all. Which kind of ibadah? Badaniyya, with their bodies. So salah. And then, actions of the heart also. Which actions of the heart? Like khashiyah, mushfiqun, they're afraid. Then ibadah, with their wealth also. How? Spending on others. And then, noble akhlaq also. Beautiful in their dealings with people also. Their justice and fairness. Guarding their trusts. And amana And promises. Whether it is secrets that people have shared with them. Or it is being honest with regards to their relationships. Chastity. These are all noble qualities. So these noble qualities will make a person noble and honorable in paradise. أُولَٰئِكَ فِي جَنَّاتٍ مُكْرَمُونَ فَمَانِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا So what is wrong with those who deny? Look at the surah from the beginning. There is mention of the deniers, those who mock at the Messenger ﷺ. 
it is made clear these people don't use their mind. Because if they did, they would not ask such questions. They would not make such demands. And then the Prophet ﷺ is told, be patient over what these people do, over what these people say. A patience that is beautiful. And then the day of judgment is described. The reality of this adab is given. And then the reality of the human being is given. That how people are. Jazur, manur, halur. And then who is saved from this evil? Those who develop these qualities. Now back to the beginning. That how those who deny their foolishness, their ignorance is described now. فَمَانِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا So what is wrong with those who deny? That قِبَلَكَ Before you, they are muhti'een. Running. Rushing. Muhti'een, plural of muhti'ir. Who is muhti'ir? One who is running with their neck, protruding out, you know, rushing towards a particular destination with their eyes fixed on it, not looking right, not looking left. This is muhti'ir. So what is wrong with these disbelievers that they are rushing before you? What is this referring to? The Prophet ﷺ, whenever he would get up to recite the Qur'an, whenever he would call people to Allah, what would the mushrikeen do? They would use different tactics in order to harass him, in order to stop him, in order to bother him. So sometimes they would make noise. Sometimes they would tell people to go away. Sometimes they would interrupt his recitation. Right? They would do different things. So basically, whenever the Prophet ﷺ would recite the Qur'an, he would get up to do da'wah, all of a sudden, these people, they would become alert. But they would get up, they would stop what they were doing, and they would rush to him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what is wrong with these people? قِبَلَكَ مُهْتِعِينَ They're hastening from before you. They're rushing towards you. عَنِ الْيَمِينِ From the right. وَعَنِ الشِّمَالِ And also from the left. عِزِين In groups. عِزِين Plural of the word عِزَة عَيْن زَاي تَامَرْبُوطَ And عِزَة is used for a crowd of people. Then what's wrong with them? They're in crowds on your right and on your left. Are they really that eager to learn and to listen? What's going on over here? Because, you know, just imagine you're at a store, there's lots of people and all of a sudden everybody starts running towards a particular person. You'd wonder, what's going on? Are there some free gifts being given? Is there money being distributed? What's happening? Allah says, أَيَطْمَعُ Does He wish, كُلُّ مْرِئٍ مِّنْهُمْ Every individual from them, أَن يُدْخَلَ جَنَّةَ نَعِيمٍ That He is going to be admitted into the garden of pleasure. Why are they coming, rushing so eagerly? Has the gate to paradise been opened over here? What's going on? Why are they actually coming? To mock at the Prophet so their eagerness to come and mock at him is being criticized. That they're coming as if the gate to paradise has been opened. But they're so proud, so full of arrogance, that they come but they don't listen. And even if they hear something, they interrupt. And then they mock. And then they criticize. And they make fun. Why are these people so arrogant? Allah says, Kalla, no. إِنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُمْ Indeed, we have created them. مِمَّا يَعْلَمُونَ From that which they know. What is it that they have been created from? From a liquid that is despicable. It's too embarrassing to even mention it. The point here is that what do these people think of themselves? They're full of pride, 
But have they seen their origin? They are made from drops of sperm. They are so lowly in their origin. And look at these people walking so proudly, walking so arrogantly. So what is being established over here is that فَهُمْ ضُعَفَاء They are weak. They don't have the power to benefit themselves or to remove any harm from themselves. They don't have any control over death or life or anything like that. But look at how arrogant these people are. كَلَّا إِنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُمْ مِمَّا يَعْلَمُونَ And you see there's such a big encouragement for the Prophet ﷺ over here. Just imagine his position. He's reciting the Qur'an and all of a sudden, so many of these mushrikeen, their leaders are coming, coming, rushing, rushing. To his right, to his left. Eager to receive good? No. Ready to attack him. Ready to mock at him. What does Allah say? إِنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُمْ مِمَّا يَعْلَمُونَ Don't be afraid of these people. Remember their reality. They're only human beings. Weak human beings. What were they made from? Something so insignificant. So don't be afraid of these people. إِنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُمْ مِمَّا يَعْلَمُونَ فَلَا So no. And remember the purpose of لَا. It's extra for emphasis. أُقْسِمُ I swear بِرَبِّ الْمَشَارِقِ By the Lord of all Easts وَالْمَغَارِبِ And all Wests All directions All places I swear by the Lord of all places All directions That إِنَّا لَقَادِرُونَ That indeed we are certainly able Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Certainly has the power Power to do what? Ala over annubadila that we change khayram minhum better than them. We have the power to replace these mushrikeen with another people that would be far better than them. We can replace them. We can do away with them and bring someone else who's far better than them. And in order to execute this will, وَمَا نَحْنُ بِمَسْبُوقِينَ وَمَا أَنَّا نَحْنُ وِبِمَسْبُوقِينَ be at all, masbuqeen wants to be outdone. Masbuq is a singular and masbuq is who? One who is left behind. Masbuq is one who has been left behind because the others, sabaqa, they got ahead of him. So imagine somebody is trying to catch someone, but they flee, they get away. So they've been left behind. This is masbuq. So here is a threat that these people who come so eagerly rushing as if a gate to paradise has been opened and these people think so highly of themselves they're full of themselves but they have come to attack the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam o messenger you do not be afraid of them and remember that we are fully capable to replace them and you know what they're not going to get away we will replace them. They're not going to get away. Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replace them with the better people? Certainly He did. These are the people who surrounded the Prophet ﷺ from his right and from his left. Not to listen and obey, but to listen and mock and criticize. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replaced all these mushrikeen with who? With the Muslims of Medina. Who would also rush to the Prophet ﷺ. And they would surround him, crowd around him from his right and his left. Why? In order to listen and obey. 
وما نحن بمسبوقين so Allah says فذرهم so for now just leave them يخوضوا they converse vainly يخوضوا خوض to indulge in vain conversation remember this is to enter water right and then just stay in there so خوض they just enter these conversations and randomly go from here to there وَيَلْعَبُوا and they amuse themselves wasting their lives حَتَّى يُلَاقُوا يَوْمَهُمْ until they meet their day which day الَّذِي يُعَدُونَ which they have been promised which day is that the day of judgment they're so eager about it just ignore these people until that day comes about it's coming for sure because it is عذاب that is واقع يَوْمَ يَخْرُجُونَ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ It will be on the day when these people will come out of the graves. Ajdath, plural of Jadath. An old grave. How will they come out? How will they emerge from their graves? Sira'an. Rapidly, quickly, rushing. Ka'annahum as if they were ila nusubin to an erected idol. Yufidun, they're hastening. They will come out of their graves in haste, rushing. As if they are rushing to an idol. Because in this world, that is what they did. They rushed to their idols. Nusub. Nusub, nun sadba, basically is to fix something in a certain place. To fix it. To set it up. So, nusub is actually used for idols that are huge or that are fixed. They are not carried from place to place. Rather, people come to, for the purpose of pilgrimage or in order to worship those idols over there. So, كَأَنَّهُمْ إِلَىٰ نُصُبٍ يُفِضُونَ And يُفِضُونَ وَالْفَاضَادِ إِفَاضَ is إِسْرَارَ To hasten, to rush. On the day of judgment, they will come out of their graves rapidly as if they are running towards an idol. This is how they used to run in the world. And on the day of judgment, they will also run. In Surah Qamar, ayah 6, Allah says, يَوْمَ يَدْعُ الدَّاعِ إِلَىٰ شَيْءٍ نُكُرٍ خُشَّعًا أَبُصَارُهُمْ يَخْرُجُونَ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ كَأَنَّهُمْ جَرَادٌ مُنْتَشِرٌ جَرَادٌ مُلْطِعِينَ إِلَىٰ الدَّاعِ يَقُولُ الْكَافِرُونَ هَذَا يَوْمٌ عَسِرٌ خَاشِعَةً أَبُصَارُهُمْ What will be their state? خَاشِعَةً Humbled أَبُصَارُهُمْ Their eyes Too afraid to even look up تَرْحَقُهُمْ ذِلَّةِ Humiliation will cover them. Disgrace will cover them. Head to toe. ذَلِكَ الْيَوْمِ That is the day. الَّذِي كَانُوا يُعَدُونَ Which they had been promised. They were promised this day. They were warned of it. But did they pay heed? No. Did they take any lesson? No. When they were warned, they only mocked. And when they were informed, they only rushed and they hastened for it in their denial. خَاشِعَةً أَبُصَارُهُمْ تَرْحَقُهُمْ ذِلَّةِ ذَلِكَ الْيَوْمُ الَّذِي كَانُوا يُعَدُونَ We will listen to the recitation. إِلَّا الْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَىٰ صَلَاتِهِمْ دَائِمُونَ وَالَّذِينَ فِي أَمْوَالِهِمْ حَقٌّ مَعْلُومٌ لِلسَّائِلِ وَالْمَحْرُومِ وَالَّذِينَ يُصَدِّقُونَ بِيَوْمِ الدِّينِ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ مِنْ 